I'm Phil C. And I'm Lynn. And together, we're, we're Roman Oz. Real interviews. With real people. On location. With a great mix of Aussie music. As requested by the people we interview. Follow us on Facebook. Or check us out, allaussieradio.com.au. Now syndicated to... Backwater Country, 87.6 FM. Tuesdays and Fridays. At 9pm. All interviews are live. And on location. And may vary in audio quality from segment to segment. So Phil, what's on the show this week? Well Lynn, most of the program is in the town of Hay. Right. And uh, we start off with Tegan from the uh, Sheer Outback Experience. Yes, that was a great place to visit. Fabulous visit there. And then straight after that? Uh, We meet Jack, who's a retired shearer, and he uh, shows us how to shear a sheep. He shows us how to shear a sheep. He sure does. How do you say shear a sheep really quickly? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So from straight after shearing a sheep, um, I have a chat with Ali. And uh, she is from uh, the Hay Tourist Department. Yes. And um, gives us a few more things that we didn't know were there. Absolutely. A, a fabulous town, Hay. Mm, absolutely it is a nice beautiful. Town, yes. I loved it there. And then straight after that, Lenny, uh, I've organised an interview for you. Right. We're in Broken Hill yes. at the Palais Hotel, and yes. I speak to Esther. Now, what's so special about the Palais Hotel? Oh, uh,. Priscilla. Priscilla, that's it. Queen Qu- of the Desert. Queen of the Desert. Listeners, if you've never been to Broken Hill yep, and you love Australian iconic movies, you must go to yep. the Palais Hotel yep. because they filmed quite a bit of that movie there. Yep, Sensational place mm. and uh, you're not going to be disappointed. No, never. Cold beer, beautiful meals, and they also do karaoke for those budding Australian uh, singers. Yes, they <laughs> I think do. they do that on a Thursday or a uh, Friday night. Don't know. Anyway, Lynn, apart from these fabulous chats, we've also got a great selection of music as as requested by by the people we interview. So, Lynn, what do you think? On On with the show. So, Lynn, before we start the show, you know we have this great selection of music. That's correct. As requested by the people we interview. And all Aussie. And um, what we're going to do is I'm going to play a couple of songs by a gentleman named Don Morrison. Now, he's unfamiliar to me. Well, he comes from Adelaide. He's one of Adelaide's best-kept secrets, and he's been around for an awful long time, let me tell you. Um, Don Morrison, apart from being a singer and a songwriter, guitarist, fabulous storyteller, he also makes guitars. Wow, that's impressive. And he's an author. Now, he's also shared the stage with uh, many of Australia's biggest names in the Australian music Mm -hmm. industry. Right. So he's worked with Midnight Oil, Hunters and Collectors, Billy Thorpe. Wow, and he's been gone a while. Before Billy went to rock and roll heaven, yes. Joe Camilleri. Mm -hmm. Okay, and now, of course, Black Sorrows. Yep. Uh, Men at Work and a hundred more. Wow. In uh, more than 30 years in the music industry. Wow, why haven't we heard of him? Well, he's from Adelaide. He's from Adelaide. That makes sense, okay? Now, I'm going to play you a song from his album called, uh, and this is the last album he did, and I think he did this in around about 2017. The album was called uh, The Rap Plague of 66, Mm -hmm. and the song I've selected from it is called My Boss is an Idiot. (laughs) I can relate to that sometimes. (laughs) I was going to say, have you ever had a boss for an idiot? Yeah. Now, there's a lot of people out there that have had bosses for idiots. I'm Mm -hmm. sure of it. I'm Mm -hmm. sure of it. So we're going to play that track. And then uh, straight after that one, because the first part of the show is all about Hay. Right. He's got a song called um, oh. Hay Plains Blues. Quite appropriate. Absolutely. And uh, that is from his uh, other album, It's a Long Drive, is the name of the album. Right. And uh, we're going to put that on straight after this one, folks. My boss is an idiot. Right. <laughs> 
There you go, folks. That is uh, Don Morrison. My boss is an idiot. Now we're going to do one more by him, and uh, the song we've selected for you is a number called Hay Plains Blues from the album It's a Long Drive. And straight after that, we are going to have Tegan from uh, Sheer Outback Experience. I drove all the way to Sydney in the middle of the night When I went through Penrith, it started getting light In that narrow street in Newtown, outside that front door Finally got through to me, I couldn't do this anymore So I turned around and drove back from where I came Fighting with the sun on that wide empty plain With the hay plain blues You just drive on through Don't turn around Don't turn around That was years and years ago I never thought about it much there were a lot of good reasons to fall out of touch But I just got a call, so I'm going back again This time I'm driving to farewell an old friend With the heck
There we go, listeners. That is Adelaide's best-kept secret. And that, of course, is Don Morrison. And now, folks, we're on with the show. Hello, listeners. Phil C here from Roaming Oz, and I'm in the town of Hay at Sheer Outback with Tegan. And Tegan is going to explain to us what my listeners can expect to see and do here at Sheer Outback. How are you today, Tegan? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thanks so much for taking some time out to chat with us today. Now, tell us all about Sheer Outback. Sheer Outback was opened in 2002. It's right. an interactive museum mm-hmm. that also has a dedicated Hall of Fame. Right. At the moment, we have 43 inductees, shearers who have come from all across the country, excelled in the workplace, and just have been recognised for their contribution to the shearing industry. Fantastic stuff. Now, um, I understand you have shearing demonstrations, is that correct? Yes, we have three a day, 10.30, 1 and 3 over at the Murray Downs Woolshed, which was relocated here from Swan Hill mm-hmm. in 2002. Right. We have a shearer, Jack, who hosts them. He's very good, very funny, and he will give you a lot of knowledge. Okay, fantastic. And you also have um, some video displays. Yep, so we've got, there is three video displays. We have one that is dedicated to life in the shearing shed. Right. Talks a lot about the cooking roles, what to expect, and then the second one goes through the shearers, the contractors, the contractors' families. It's got a bit on, like, the scabs of the team. That goes into, like, money and wages and everything like that very mm-hmm. interesting yes. and then there's even a little bit where we have an animated sheep that talks to you about what it's like being shorn <laughs> all righty well we might have a look at that a little bit later on i can't imagine what it would be like to be shorn now um how much time do you think a person would need what's an average like minimum uh, we recommend spending about an hour that's to go through read the hall of fame look through the inductees read about their history, what they've done to make it to the Hall of Fame, and then to go through, we've got a lot of, like, I guess you'd call it, like, history tally books, old medals, everything like that on the walls of people who have donated. We get a lot of donated gifts, like, that we could put in the museum, watch the videos, and then head over to the shed and watch the demonstration. That's 20 minutes to half an hour in itself by the time Jack shears the sheep. He'll then go through the wall, show you what different pieces come off a fleece and where it all goes. Mm-hmm. And then out the back we also have a maze that you're more than welcome to walk through. That's a good place for the kids to go while you're doing that. Mm-hmm. And then you can head into the cafe and grab yourself a hot coffee and some shearer's smoke Fantastic. Now, what does it take to, be, to become a shearer to get into the Hall of Fame? Because um, I understand your pop's going into the Hall of Fame, is that correct? Uh, he came in in 2019. Okay. So my pop was a very well-known shearer. He'd done a lot of travelling. He went over to Japan and taught shearing over there. He had a world record of 403 sheep. Right. That was a very long time ago. Sheep these days, records are up in the six, seven, eight, nine hundreds. Okay. In a day. He wow. had his own style. He developed a lot of stuff. They then went on and developed their own clothing brand. They were Morrisons of Euroa. And, yeah, he got inducted in 2019, sadly passed away just before Christmas last year, so okay. it was very nice to honour him in the Hall of Fame. Right. And it's good that I get to come here and 
look at it every day on the board. And talk about him. So what's Pop's name? Pop was Brian Morrison. Brian Morrison. From Euroa. Yes. Yes. Okay. And um, you said they, they have a, some sort of a competition? They, 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 they're inducted every two years? Yeah, so there's an induction panel. Right. And each year people send in nominations of family, friends, people they've worked with that they think should be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And I think this year we had 33 and they narrowed it down to only five. Wow. So it's quite a process and... You've got to have a lot of raw material that comes with it, photos, proof of their like history and stuff like that. Like uh-huh. you need a lot of knowledge behind it. Right. And the panel only selects five. Okay. Mm. Okay. So is it is it a young person's game now? You think, or is it with all the modern technology? I suppose uh, any, anybody could become. Well, not anybody, but shearing's not as difficult physically as it used to be. Uh, it's. I'd say it's still as difficult physically. Right. It is a lot. Like there is a lot of young people coming up in it, but you'll right. still go to the odd shed where you'll get an old bloke who's seventy and he's still doing twenty wow. a day. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'm a bit of an old bloke, and I'm not. I'm not even gonna give it a. Gonna give it a try. Look, it's been fabulous speaking with you, Tegan. I, I, I know my listeners are going to love it. Tell us a little about your coffee shop and um, also your gift shop before we go. So the gift shop stocks a range of. We go from novelty items all the way up to high-end handbags. Mm-hmm. We stock a lot of. Australian-made products, because consumers want that these days. Tea towels, books, like children's books, they're always popular, Australian-made. And then in the cafe, our lovely cooks, Mandy and Karen, they make a lot of homemade stuff, biscuits, scones, cakes, everything like that. Mm -hmm. Beautiful hot coffee. Right. Pies and sausage rolls, are they made here on site? And uh, no, I don't think those okay. ones are. Main meals obviously are, and the sandwiches yep, and the toasties. Yep, main meals, sandwiches. They do traditional shearer's grub, so your lamb's fry. Wow. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hot damper? Do they do damper? No, I don't think they do damper. Oh, okay. They do scones. Right. Yep. And, yeah. Wonderful, lovely stuff. Now, lastly, what about the cost? Now, you'd obviously have different prices for... Have you got a seniors or a pensioners? Yep, so we have a concession seniors card. That's $15. An mm-hmm. adult's 20 A child over the age of 12 is 10 Or we do a family, which is adults and children, for yes, $45. For $45. And it's, so it's great value for money. Yeah. And you can learn a lot about the industry. You learn a lot about the industry. You learn about... Well, basically everything, the goods, mm-hmm. the bads, the struggles. Yes. A lot of people walk out of here realising that cheering isn't just a job, like yep. it's a lifestyle as it well, is. and yeah. it's a bloody hard job at the end of Absolutely, the day. Absolutely, yep. And it takes a whole team to make the day go smooth. Fantastic. Well, this interview has gone exceptionally smooth, <laughs> Tegan. Thank you so much for your time. I'm going to play you a song now. What would you like to hear? You've got a favourite Aussie band. Uh... Cold chisel. Cold chisel. <laughs> K-San. Oh, K-San. Look, I, I should have guessed it just by looking at you, darling. Thank you so much for your time. Listeners, Tegan, here is Sheer Outback here in Hay. Stick around for Cold Chisel, and straight after that we'll be back with more Roman Oz. Let my heart to the sappers round K-San. And I sold my soul in the cigarettes to the black market man I've had the Vietnam cold turkey from the ocean to the silver city And it's only I the vets could understand About the long forgotten docks 
outside guarantees How there were no V-Day heroes in 1973 And how we sat in a Sydney harbor Her son over and mother couldn't kiss her Well, she was lying and I was home to Lucky Land She was like so many more from that time on The lives were all so empty Until they found their chosen one And the legs were often open But their minds were always closed And their hearts were held in fast suburban chains Son, what a great song written by Donnie Walker, the uh, pianist, of course, from Cold Chisel, released back in May of 1978. Now, the song deals with the concerns of an Australian veteran coming back and dealing with civilian life. 
What a fantastic track. Absolutely love the band Cold Chisel. Well, now, listeners, we're still at the uh, Shearer Outback here in Hay, and we're going to be chatting now with their resident Shearer, Jack, and he's going to tell us all about life as a Shearer. How are you going today, Jack? Yeah, not too bad. Yourself? Oh, mate, I'm having a good time, and I've got to tell you, I'm extremely impressed. I've just seen you shear a sheep. It took you about three minutes. Uh, you've been a shearer all your life, is that right? Oh, just about all my life, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. And um, you're now doing it out here. You've retired from the full-time game of shearing. Yeah, um, um, health problems pulled me back here. Otherwise, I probably would be still shearing. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Now, shearing's not an easy game, is it? No, it's not. It's a very hard game. Very hard game. Yeah. Um, a lot of people think, ah, oh, anybody can do it. But I just saw the way you threw that sheep around. I've got to tell you, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Did it did it take you long to learn to become a shearer? Yeah, about two or three years to, to, to learn properly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so you learned just as a you stood in the in the in the uh, shearing shed and watched the other fellas, or no. they take you on as a rookie? How did it work? I was a rouseabout for a couple of years, and um, okay. I learned that way. Okay. So what's a rouseabout do for the listeners? Well, um, it, it picks the fleece up and skirt the fleece mm-hmm. and and sweep the board and okay. do what the whatever else is done by the Classer, the classer's his boss. Okay. So he runs. The classer runs him. So, so the classer, what does he do? Does he sort of he grade skirts the wool? wool? He skirts the wool and makes sure everything's going right with the wool and everything. Okay. Yeah. So it took you about three years to learn to shear. Yeah. And it's a hard game. No, it is a hard game. Oh, yes. It's physically demanding. You were you were saying to me before that you know the shearers usually gets up to around fifty degrees. Because of the temperature of the shed, yep. plus the heat of the animal that's coming off onto you, yep. so yeah. pretty hard game. <laughs> and what, what's a, what's an average day for an average shearer? How many sheep would he shear? Oh, around about 150, 160 a day. 150 to 160 a day. Average. Now, what about your top gun shearers? What are oh, they up to? Well, they're 220, 250 a day. Crikey! Now, yeah. 250 a day. You, you, you've been over all day. It's, it's a rugged, hard job. It's physically demanding. What sort of money would you get for a... For a well, what's a sheep worth to, to shear, first of all? Well, uh, $3.20. That's what they get for a sheep today. $3.20, and that's yeah. before your tax? Yeah, the tax has got to come out of that. Tax has got to come out of that. And I yeah. understand you were, you were chatting to us before, and you said that you've also got to buy all your own equipment. That is dead right. Uh, roughly, you'll end up around about $2 a sheep after you take your holiday pay out. Okay. And, and if you end up with two dollars, so, and then you've got to buy all your shearing gear out of that. Yeah, look, you were saying that to me. And you said like a, a set of blades um, and the head unit for the for the for the shearing is around about how much? Did you say? The handpiece alone is about eight hundred and thirty. Right. Then the combs and cutters. Well, the cutters. Say you buy a hundred cutters. Yep. You're looking at just say seven hundred dollars. $700. That's, that's about the cheapest ones you can get. $700 for the cutters, $800 for the handpiece. Hand yeah. Then you've got your uh, combs. And the combs? Yeah, they're $40 each. And how long would they last you for? Well, around about 20 grinds on okay. the grinder. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so in, in terms of time, would you get a season out of those or half a season or in six months, a year? Oh, roughly about... Two months. All depends on the season too. Okay. Yeah. All depends how hard you've got to grind them. Mm-hmm. That's what it all comes down to. Right. Yeah. Right. And um, you can bugger your combs up real quick if you don't know how to grind too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, take the edge off them or no, grind to one side or the points or, uh-huh. or you've got to grind back. It's a lot of lot of involved. You've got to go to a school 
more okay. or less I had to learn how to grind. So did you, did you do, when you were shearing, did you do uh, all your own grinding? Well, um, they had shearers schools then too, like they learn how to grind properly. Okay, yep. Yeah. All so right. that's how I learnt mobile. Bugged a lot of tools before I come good. <laughs> <laughs> so by the time you buy your tools, and, and you were saying before also that you you got to pay for your own food. That's right, when you're camped out. When yeah. you're camped out. Now what yeah. about if you're in a, in a, a contractor? Do they feed you and look after you in yeah, that they, sense? They supply the cook yeah. and everything else like that. They look after you. Yep. And um, you just pay $40 or $35 a day. Yep. Um, camping out. Yeah. Okay, I'll so well, you're making a couple of hundred dollars a day, and then you got your equipment, and then you got you pay your camp out fees. Yeah. It's not a real way of making heaps of money, is it? For a no. lot of hard work. Or you leave, um, like leave home, then you might travel 800 kilometres to get to that shed. Yeah. And it might only go for a week and a half. Okay. Yeah. It's not like years ago where they used to go for four weeks where you could make some money out of the shed. Yep. But now they only go for about a week and a half, and you've got to head back home uh-huh. and head to another shed when you get back home. Right? Look, it's been a pleasure chatting with you, um, my friend, Jack. Absolute brilliant. I, I, seeing you shear that sheep, mate, I, um, it's good to see that you're taking it easy now. You said your health's come in the way. Yeah, yeah. But uh, to come out here and uh, shear a sheep for the, for the tourists, it's, yeah. you've still got the art. Oh, thank you very much. I've got much. to tell you, mate. You've still got the art. There's no way I could do it. It took you about three minutes, and you said the gun boy's doing it in about two. So you're still yeah. doing pretty good. Oh, well, I've doing... only done one, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did. So you reckon by the end of the day, you'll be up to six minutes of shoot? Oh, something like that it would be. <laughs> Fair enough, Jack, mate. Thanks so much no, for taking the time to talk much. to us. Um, now, I'm going to play you a song, mate. Who's your favourite Australian singer or oh, band? Oh, uh, Slim Dusty, mate. Got to be Slim. It'd yeah, have to be Slim. Yeah. And what about what about a favourite Slim song? Oh, biggest disapp- disappointment. Yeah, that, yeah. Just trying to think of it. All right, listeners, we're going to get up the biggest disappointment by Slim Dusty, and uh, you're not the biggest disappointment, Jack. Fantastic work, my friend, and keep it up for as long as you can. Okay, thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome, mate. Now stick around, listeners. We'll be back with more Roman Oz straight after this track. They had my future wrapped up in a parcel And no one even thought of asking me The day I turned 15 I caught the mail train To find what else might be in life for me I rode on trucks and trains and lived on nothing Served me right for wanting to be free Ah, well, that's the way society looked at it But it didn't seem to be that way to me And the biggest disappointment in the family was me The only twisted branch upon our good old family tree I just couldn't be the person they expected me to be And the biggest disappointment in the world was me A lot more dinner times than there were dinners I learned a lot that hurt me at the time 
Then this quiet country boy went home a different man With a memory of distance on my mind But I always spoke too loud and laughed too often Maybe drank too many glasses down And perhaps my clothes were older than I realized A relief to all concerned when I left town And the biggest disappointment in the family was me The only twisted branch upon our good old family tree I just couldn't be the person they expected me to be And the biggest disappointment in the world was me And the biggest disappointment in the family was me The only twisted branch upon our good old family tree I just couldn't be the person they expected me to be And the biggest disappointment in the world was me Oh, hello listeners, Phil C here and this is Roaming Oz if you've just joined us and we're in Hay and I'm chatting with Ali and uh, Ali is involved with the Hay Tourism Department. How are you, Ali? I'm great, Phil. Thanks for having us on. Oh, look, it is my absolute pleasure. When I was in Hay a little while back, I managed to see some wonderful things, but I also missed out on quite a few wonderful things. So you're going to tell us, for all our listeners and for the tourists coming through Hay, what are the things they have to make sure they see? Well, Phil, if you've never been to the Hay Plains before, let me just give you a little description. It is the flattest place in the southern hemisphere. Okay. It covers an area around about the size of Switzerland. Okay. So wow. it's huge, <laughs> yes. but without the mountains. Uh-huh. Um, and we are the centre of four highways, so we like to say that everything leads to hay. Right. If you get here, some of the things that you really need to do, we like to say there's a top five, still. Okay. So if you've done the top five, you've seen hay. Okay. So probably the first thing, given that flat landscape that we have, is the sunset viewing area. Right. It's just 16 kilometres north of hay. Mm-hmm. And it's an area that we've developed up quite gently uh, and people head out there every afternoon to see the sunset. And you'll often find quite a few other travellers out there getting ready with their cameras and their iPhones to capture what are quite incredible sunsets. The reason why they're so amazing, of course, is because it is an uninterrupted view. The 360 degrees, you can turn around there and there's not a single thing on the landscape that stops you from seeing those big skies. And during the autumn and winter months, they put Mother Nature puts on quite an incredible pink sky show. So we like to call it our pink sky season and it really is quite breathtaking. Yes. So that's probably one of the main things that you need to do. Okay. Then because we're also so flat, one of the fun things to do is to grab a free bike from the Hay Tourism Information Centre. A free bike? Tour a free bike. Wow. So, there you go, listeners, a free bike. We like people to come in. Mm-hmm. They just give us their name and details. We pop them on one of our brand new bikes, put a helmet on them, give them a map and say, go and explore our town. And Amazing. people love it. Yeah. yeah. I can understand that, and a free bike and as well. 
Absolutely. And, well, we do want them to return. Well, of course, of course. (laughs) It's a really good way to explore probably one of our our next features, which are our museums. So we're really lucky to have a deep and rich history here. We've got five museums. Uh People might have heard of probably Sheer Outback, the Australian Shearers Hall of Fame. Uh, Absolutely, yes. Called in there. We chatted with them before you. Yes, they're on this program. It's a a great experience. It it celebrates the shearing industry, which is, of course, a really important part of our history, but also a really important part of Australian history. Mm -hmm. You know, they say... We rode on the sheep's back. Well, we certainly did that here, and that's, that's what celebrated at Shear Outback. One of the things that our visitors can see there, which is a highlight, is a live shearing demonstration. Yes, so, I met Jack. Amazing shearer too, he was. Isn't he great? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So three times a day, you can sit down and watch Jack shear a sheep and just get to know a little bit more, like a live demonstration. There's, uh-huh. there's no better way to learn than a live experience like okay. that. Yep. Then you can jump on your bike and visit some of our other museums. So we have Bishop's Lodge Historic House, which is a sustainably built house from the 1880s. So Mm -hmm. all the way back then, uh, we had an architect, John Sulman, who looked at the heat around here and thought there's got to be a better way to build houses. And so he built that house um, using some really innovative techniques that if you go into the house in the middle of summer, it could be a 46-degree day, but it'll still be a beautiful 23 degrees inside. Okay. So it's quite amazing that yep. they had those ideas all the way back then. And then Denira Museum uh, is is one of our most poignant museums. What many people don't know is that during World War II, there was a prisoner of war camp here in Hay mm-hmm. where a number of uh, about 2,000 refugees from Eastern Europe were gathered up and sent out here on a ship called the Denira. Um, mm-hmm. They were held here as prisoners of war for the duration of the war. One of the one of the stories that we love to hear and tell people about that museum is that they had such a good time at the prisoner of war camp, <laughs> many of them, that they chose to stay and make their home in Australia. And so there's we see lots of people who come back because of that family connection, both yes. from here in Australia but overseas, because it was. For many of them, quite a joyous time um, okay. when they were, were escaping um, fascism in, in Eastern Europe and they right. came out all the way out here to Hay. Uh-huh. Um, and that's a beautiful museum as well. Uh, and so after you've done all of our fantastic museums, probably the last thing that you need to do is head down to Sandy Point Beach, which is on the Murrumbidgee River. And, it, and it's a beautiful spot to relax uh, and unwind on the banks of the Bidgee beautiful soft white sand um, and there are some great facilities down there as well. Mm-hmm. Probably had a really good experience of hay. Fantastic. And then, of course, there's the jail. Now, there's so much history involved in the hay jail, isn't there? Absolutely. That's a real uh, nostalgia museum for us. So it does tell the history through some incredible collections uh, right. that they've put together down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's history within the building as, itself as well. That building has some stories to tell. Absolutely. And, and it's been used for many things too, hasn't it? It wasn't just a jail, a reform school for girls. Is that right? Institution for girls. Um, that, was, that was there as well, I think, from the 60s to the 70s. 
And they did, and it was a maternity wing at some um, at some point, and it was also where some of the prisoners of war who um, who were involved with De Niro were also kept there. So absolutely. it does have a really rich history, um, and it's a, a beautifully maintained museum. It is indeed, and it's only from memories. It's a gold coin donation to go in there, isn't it? All of our museums are, I would say, very inexpensive. Yes, um, and um, you know that most of them are run by volunteer committees mm-hmm. who are just passionate and dedicated to it. So. Gold coin donations, less than $5 to get into most of our museums. Fantastic. It's um, an inexpensive way to have a a really good experience. Absolutely brilliant. So so what would you think about the average person coming through Hay? Do you think they they can – they obviously can't see it all in one day, can they? What what do you think they should do? At least have a minimum of, say, two, three days there in in Hay? Oh, absolutely. If you're going to experience it all, you definitely need to have a couple of days Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a really good opportunity, a great place to actually – um, stop and reset as well if you're if you're doing some of those long uh, kilometre trips that we know many of our visitors do. So it's a good central point uh, that they can use to to reset before they plan their next trip. Thank you so much for for giving us all that information, especially um, in relation to the beautiful sunset viewing. Because when I was in Hay um, a little while ago, I actually missed all that. So I've definitely got to make a return trip just for that within itself. Well, we do love people returning, Phil. That's one of the highlights. We love to welcome people back. Well, we will be back because I saw pretty much everything, but I didn't see this sunset viewing area, and it's going to be on top of my list the next time I'm passing through Hay. I think it should go on everyone's bucket list, Phil. It's a good idea. Thank you so much for your time. This, Ali, you've been wonderful. My listeners are going to love you now. Can I play you a favourite song, an Australian artist or band, somebody you might really like? Yeah, I've chosen um, Paul Kelly uh, and the song From Little Things Grow because even though we're a little town, yes, we do grow an enormous amount of fibre and food for the whole of Australia. But we also like to say that when people come here, they grow to love us. So Absolutely. From Little Things, Big Things Grow. Absolutely brilliant and a great song. Thank you so much for your time, Ali. Thanks, Phil. And uh, we'll be back with more Roaming Oz straight after Paul Kelly. People, I'll tell you a story, an eight-year-long story of power and pride. British Lord Vesty and Vincent Lignari were opposite men on opposite sides. Vesty was fat with money and muscle. Beef was his business, broad was his door. Vincent was lean and spoke very little He had no bank balance, hard dirt was his floor From little things, big things grow From little things, big things grow The Ringy were working for nothing but rations but once they had gathered the wealth of the land Daily the pressure got tighter and tighter The Ringy decided they must make a stand They 
picked up their swags and started off walking at what a creep they sat themselves down now it don't sound like much but it sure got tongues talking back at the homestead and then in the town from little things big things grow from little things big things grow Bestie man said, I'll double your wages, 18 quid a week, you'll have in your hand. Vincent said, uh-uh, we're not talking about wages, we're sitting right here till we get our land. Bestie man roared, bestie man thundered, you don't stand a chance of a cinder in snow. Vincent said, if we fall, others are rising. From little things, big things grow From little things, big things grow Then Vincent Lignari Boarded an airplane Landed in Sydney Big city of lights And daily he went round Softly speaking his story To all kinds of men From all walks of life And Vincent sat down With big politicians This affair, they told him It's a matter of state Let us sort it out While your people are hungry Vincent said No thanks, we know how to wait From Little things, big things Grow From little things, big things Grow Then Vincent Lingari returned in an airplane Back to his country once more to sit down And he told his people, let the stars keep on turning We have friends in the south, in the cities and towns Eight years went by, eight long years of waiting To one day a tall stranger appeared in the land And he came with lawyers, and he came with great ceremony And through Vincent's fingers poured a handful of sand From little things, big things grow From little things, big things grow was the story of Vincent Lignari, but this is the story of something much more, how power and privilege can unmove a people who know where they stand, stand in the law, from little things, big things grow, from little things, big things grow, from little things, big things grow. From little things, big things grow From little things, big things grow From little things, big things grow From little things, 
Big things grow from little things. Big things grow from little things. Big things grow from little things. Big things grow. My name is Phil C. And Lynn, you're going to have a chat with Esther. She's the managing director of the hotel, is that right? Ah, yes, that's correct, Phil. How are you today, Esther? G'day. Thank you for joining us. Okay, so tell us a little bit about the hotel here in Broken Hill. I hear it's a bit of an iconic place. Um, oh, she's a, a beautiful heritage hotel, so sort of three-storey sitting on the main street of Broken Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, originally built in 1889 as a coffee palace. Um, before it turned into a working hotel. It's had quite an interesting life. It's been a return soldiers hotel for a long yep. time, hostel, oh, okay. uh, and then back um, sort of a hotel from the mid-50s uh, until now. Right. We uh, bought the building about 11 years ago now. Yep. Uh, it's been a slow process of reopening. Yes. Um, got happy to say the entire building's in full operation. So Wonderful. So sort of 40 rooms of accommodation upstairs. Uh, we're about to embark on an, uh, a new renovation project to sort of include more ensuite rooms yes. in our offering. Yep. So yep. that's pending for 2021. And uh, Wow, so a lot's happening here. Of course. Yes? Yeah. Okay. And the murals, the beautiful murals that are in the foyer area and up the staircase. Yep. They've been around for quite a while as well, I believe. They have. So um, from the mid 1980s they were begun mm-hmm. so oh, okay. uh, first ones were done by Mario Cholotto who yep. was an Italian fellow who used to own the building mm-hmm. and then all of the other paintings were done by an indigenous artist by the name of Gordon Way oh right um, so over 500 square meters of mural paintings yeah, all beautiful. throughout the building through most of the public areas yes uh, and then of course as well in um, there's one accommodation which has got yes. the original paintings in which it which actually, is the Priscilla suite yes yeah. it actually fe- featured in the Priscilla movie it did yes oh lovely and also too um i believe all the murals have actually a water theme to them they do so mario had this idea that um he wanted uh the building to feel like an oasis in the desert Mm. so lovely gordon to include water in them so gordon was a landscape painter like Mm -hmm. he would paint straight out of his head sort of an onto the wall Mm -hmm. um and so his scenes are very sort of reminiscent from around this area or the flinders ranges where he was from yep um but then they've sort of got these raging steam streams or sort of lakes through them yeah oh lovely Mm. and um also too you have uh, a thing called the broken heel festival we sure do so um sort of coming on to our seventh year now i can't remember i've skipped a year now with covid yes um but it is our annual festival which happens in september yeah uh which is 
sort of marks the annual, the release, cinematic release of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, the movie. Right. Um, so this is, I guess, our homage party to yep. um, to our link with that that movie. So the hotel was used as a central set for the movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and over seventy percent of the movie was shot sort of in and around, around Broken, Broken Hill. Hill. Right. Um, so the hotel sort of features as itself in the movie, and then also as sort of other interior locations. So. Um, Stephen Elliott, who was the writer and director of the film, gifted um, us in the city the Million Dollar Stage Show bus and the big mm. stiletto you see in the foyer. Yeah. Uh, oh, so okay. So that's from the movie. That that one's from the first Australian musical. Oh, right. Which he okay. went on to do. Yes. Um, and so we bring that out sort of every year. Yep. Um, during the event. So it gets a bit of a dust up and a polish. It does. Yeah, yeah. A bit, a bit more glitter added on. Yes. And yeah. Yeah, I noticed that. So what do people expect to see? when they come to this festival because it's um, something that I haven't been to and I think we are coming. So oh, We are coming. We are coming. I'm <laughs> so not missing the festival What are we this going year. to be seeing? Uh, so it, it's expanded to sort of go over a five-day five period oh, really? now. So sort of um, starts on the Thursday. Events sort of kick off on the Thursday mm-hmm. through until the Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a dedicated uh, train called the Silver City Stiletto which comes out of Sydney to oh, bring okay. people out. Oh, um, Right. So sort of adjacent to the hotel here, we closed the street, street. off. We yep. built a massive big stage out there, plus the bus, bars, yep. uh, food vans, yep. that sort of thing. Um, there are ticketed shows Friday, Saturday and Sunday night, mm-hmm. um, which are available through the website. Yep. Um, and then we also have some free community shows that right. happen, yep. um, like the Main Street Parade on the Saturday Oh, right, I was going to ask if there was a parade. Yeah, so that's our free event which happens. So it's basically sort of in the theme of the movie. Yes. Um, you know, dare your mates to dress up in their most outrageous right. Priscilla-inspired oh, outfit. Right. And, oh, okay. So does and that mean I have to wear glitter and gloss? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, it's the perfect weekend to dust out your most fabulous outfit and right, okay. strut your stuff for the entire weekend. Yeah. So, you know, uh, multiple outfits every day. So, <laughs> pair of heels and, yeah. I'll be in it. Oh, whatever you like. I'll, yeah, I'll so we get thousands that come along the main street there. We do have, um, you do need to apply now to be in oh, the okay. parade. Right. Okay. Or otherwise, um, you know, people that come up, come to watch the, the parade are still dressed up. We have free shows in the town square right. there. Yeah. That sort of thing. So what sort of crowd do you get do you get a huge crowd um we do look we 2019 so 2020 obviously we, mm. we weren't able to have the event or we did something very small just to mark the dates yeah. but um so two and a half thousand was our sort of maximum ticket sales for the for the nightly shows mm-hmm. um mm. sort yep. of each night yep. so but at the parade we see around five thousand oh wow five to six thousand people so, and so, of course, upping those ticket numbers as well as as our capacity restrictions ease. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, can I ask, with the festival, and you said get dressed up in your best glitter and gloss. Yeah. Do you get parents with children in the festival, or is it all just guys in the festival oh, dressing gosh, no. up as girls? No, our, actually, our biggest audience um, it's it's evening out a bit, but our biggest audience are women fifty plus. Okay. Oh, okay. So they get a you know a whole gaggle of girlfriends for the weekend yep. and yep. come out and you know laugh and dance to ABBA and yes. you know wow. have a yeah. have a great old time. So yeah. it's the I think one of the the feedback we get every year from our event is they can't believe what a mixed audience, audience. it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of from the t- it's the ticketed shows are eighteen plus. Yes. Um, because they're in the licensed hotel. Yes. Yep. Um, but then otherwise, you know, we do do drag story hour at the library. The parade is all ages sort of thing. So mm-hmm. it's really amazing. I think that appeal for you know, it's a really about sort of 
colour and, and vibrance, expressing who you are and, and acceptance, that mm. sort of thing. You yeah. know, that's a, a really big part of, yes. okay. of the message that the festival conveys, I mm. guess, and, and certainly, you know, the colourful um, community, the LGBTIQA plus community yeah. that, that, that celebrate um, mm-hmm. that sort of event. Yes. Um, You've got that down, Pat. <laughs> yeah, there's a few letters in there. But, yes, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. And I noticed, and I don't know whether it does happen or whether it's an old sign out the front, you had two up in the window. Is that... We do. We've actually just restarted the games post-COVID, actually, yes. which is quite exciting. Okay. So uh, back in the late 1980s, the city was granted a a special cultural license to be able to play tour uh, to yep. the city council so we hold that license mm-hmm. on behalf of the council so it can only be in one venue mm-hmm. uh, in the city so we've had it now probably about six or seven years oh, okay um so we can play the game sort of any mm-hmm. time of day um we just run a regular game generally yeah. on a friday, friday night, night. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so it's you know it's quite lively the... last weekend with st patty's races on yeah, so yeah, there's a lot of punters in town yeah mm-hmm. um yeah but it's sort of like it's a traditional two-up game sort of different to the way they run it in the um casinos that yeah. sort of thing oh, okay mm. and you do karaoke do you, do you still oh, do, do the karaoke we do once a week yes. there's a always a big lineup to get into karaoke we've got our regulars and yep. anyone who feels like they want to strut their stuff for the weekend and mm-hmm. is that sort of run by drag queens as well or no we once a month we um our we get our host the gorgeous amanda screetly okay. um, will come up and host the karaoke for us um, we do a bit of drag bingo once a month oh, okay. and do some drag and dine shows so uh just depending on the season we always try yep. to have fantastic well it sounds like there's a lot to do here at the palace hotel absolutely uh, have you got anything else you want to ask phil no not really all right, so if that's the case, you don't have anything else. Phil, um, Esther, have you got a favourite Aussie band song that you'd like us to play at the end of the show? Oh, sure. Uh, I think I've sort of struggled to come up with uh, a Priscilla, uh, a Priscilla-themed uh, song yeah. from an Australian artist, but um, we had a great artist and a good friend of mine that came out and performed at one of the earlier Broken Hill festivals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moju um, is their name. Uh, they've sort of, um, and one of their um, new release songs, Native Tongue, I believe it um, sort of won some awards in the um, Australian Indigenous Music Awards okay. and Australian Music Awards. So, um, yeah, I'd love to hear okay. that song. All right. Okay. Do you think you'll have that song, Phil? Oh, we'll get that song for Esther. That's my game. All Aussie right. music. Phil sees my name and Aussie music is my game. All right. Well, thank you, Esther, so much. It's been a great to be in this iconic hotel and to hear all about it and also to hear about the the what what is it Priscilla Priscilla. Broken Hill Festival. Thank you. That's it. No problem. We'll see you out here in September. We will be here, Esther, with my best glisten gloss (laughs) and Linny, your high heels and your evening. Ah, yes. I better go searching. You better go searching. (laughs) All righty. Thank you so much, Esther. All right, listeners, stick around for that great track that's coming up now, and we'll be back with more Roman Oz straight after that. Daddy 
you enjoyed the show, listeners. If you missed any, check out our Facebook page or allaussieradio.com.au. Tune in next week for more Roman Oz. Roman Oz.